where do you go to find authenticity and truth? Nobody wants to talk about the skeletons in their closet, the nitty gritty, or the failures, all of which I believe are the most important parts of anybody's story of success. This is a place where we say what nobody else is saying. Truth with Tara, welcome to the fold. What's up, guys, and welcome to Truth with Tara. Today's podcast episode is entitled Behind the Scenes. So this is not going to be a very long episode, but I did want to give you guys some behind the scenes looks into what it's like to own a business and thrive within the music and entertainment industry. What I've come to find out is that's actually quite a feat. And when I tell people what I do and and when they realize that I actually live a pretty great life and a pretty successful existence within this kind of impossible industry, they seem to want to know, well, what did you do and what's your secret? And so I kind of wanted today just to get on and tell you a little bit of the principles that I live by that I know for a fact were one of the big contributing factors of my success. And I believe it it correlates and translates over into any industry. So really, if you're listening to this and, and if you're not in the music and entertainment industry, that's okay. These principles, I believe, are universal. And I, I believe that you're going to get a lot of value out of what I have discovered and now put into practice on a daily basis. So the first principle that I always go to when someone asks, well, what's the secret to your success is probably the most important. And it's this under promise and over deliver every single time. So when I first started out, I realized something, and and this was because of my own personal experience as a singer on the front end of the industry. I realized that, you know, as, as someone who is looking for any service, you are looking also to put your trust into whomever you choose or to, into whatever product you are choosing to buy. It doesn't necessarily even have to be a service. And that's a very uncomfortable feeling. You know, you don't really know who to trust. And, and yet at some point you also get search exhaustion for finding that person that you hopefully can be able to trust. And so there's this really huge letdown that occurs. And I've experienced it myself when you search and search for like, say the perfect vocal coach, for example, and you know, you invest time, you invest money, you invest practice time into uh, the things that they're telling you to do to improve. And then on the back end, you know, a month or two or even longer later, you find that, you know, you're really no better off than when you started and your faith and trust in that person is then uh, obliterated. And you're you're also then frustrated and fatigued over the time wasted and the the funds wasted as well. And so then, you know, you're back to the drawing board. Only this time you're a little bit more skeptical and a little bit more wary of who you choose next. And this can go on and on. And so I realized when I started my business, it would be very easy for me to separate myself and set myself apart from the competition by simply doing that one thing, under-promising and over-delivering every single time. And so if I said to someone, look, I can expand your range by three semitones, In my mind, I knew that I could expand the range five semitones. I just said three because I wanted them to expect three. 
And then I wanted to supersede their expectations thereafter. And, you know, it's funny, just by putting that one principle into practice and being honest with myself and my capabilities, but also fairly assessing the person that was coming in for help, I was able to build my business just via word of mouth for the first few years. I I spent zero dollars in advertising. It was simply people who had found me from maybe a singing engagement or something that they had seen me and decided, hey, I have a daughter. I myself want to take lessons. And they would come to me and they were so thrilled with the results that they got that they just couldn't shut up about me. They were like, you know, ticker taping my name all around town verbally to their friends and and their friends, friends, etc. And I thought, wow, that's really interesting. You know, a lot of people think there's so much competition out there. And, and I even thought the same thing. I thought, wow, you know, who am I at the beginning of my my coaching career? You know, I had a, a decent resume. It was respectable. It wasn't necessarily like I was a celebrity vocal coach yet. And I certainly wasn't a YouTube celebrity yet. Um, but I had some decent credits. But, you know, it, it wasn't like they made me world renowned at that point. And so I found it very interesting that if you simply under promise and over deliver, people will talk. Why is that? Why will people talk if you under promise and you over deliver? Well, it's very simple because people talk a lot. And most of the time, they just talk smack. They don't really follow through with much of anything they say they're going to do, unfortunately. We as people, we we are a pick a little, talk a little generation. I don't know if you guys have seen The Music Man, but there's a song about that. And it's just like, talk a lot, talk a lot. And and where's the action? And, um, and so that is a, a very big line of demarcation between someone who is going to be successful in their industry and someone who is not. The second principle that I want to let you know that I operate out of is why not me? So at first when I was um, starting the business, and this goes also for auditioning, um, I had at first this mentality of, well, God, I hope I get it. And it's probably not going to be me because look at all these people and they're probably better than me. And that girl's skinnier than me. And this one looks taller than me. And oh my gosh, you know, I'm I'm just not it. You know, why me anyway? And um you know, I'm a big fan of Shark Tank. I, I don't know if you guys watch that, but I really like Mark Cuban a lot. I respect him. Mark, if you're listening, shout out. What's up? Uh, but I think that he has got a lot of wisdom and he is a very poised businessman and very shrewd. And he kind of sits back and he listens and he watches and then he speaks. And I really I see that and I like that about him a lot. And so Mark Cuban said at one point he was doing this entrepreneurial speaking engagement and I heard him say this speech and it was based on this why not me principle. And he admitted that he first started out feeling like why me too? Well, why would my business work? Why would I start? If you're if you're watching this, why why would this thing that's been birthed in my heart ever come to fruition in real life? Like, you know, people fail at businesses and new new startups all the time. Why would it work for me? But when he turned that around and he said, "Yeah, but why not me?" Like I've seen it happen for other people. I'm watching it happen for other people. I have seen success. And why couldn't that be me too? There is so much power in the curiosity of that question because what it does is it's an open-ended thing. It doesn't force success on you, but it also doesn't doom you to failure either. It just simply leaves this idea of, hey, this might work. 
And I'm going to really drive and push and out of curiosity and motivation, I'm going to thrust myself into this new venture with a positive attitude. And I'm sending out these, these positive energies into my atmosphere and I'm vibrating at a higher level so that it will come back to me tenfold in a good way. I'm not manifesting doom or failure. I'm manifesting and believing for success because again, why not me? The third thing that I operate out of, and this is something that I have had to really find a fine balance with, is owning my bigness. This is the hardest thing that I have learned, and I'm still, to be honest with you, on this journey of behind the curtain, (laughs) pulling back really the, the heart of now, not the business, but of my own heart is that, is owning my bigness. And for you guys uh, listening to this right now, you're probably, forgive my French, you're probably a badass at a few specific things. Maybe you're a real badass at like one particular thing, but you've been raised to not toot your own horn. And maybe, maybe you love Jesus and you, you're humble and, and you don't like to brag and, and you really are always are deflecting you and reflecting him. Or maybe, maybe that's not even a thing. Maybe for you, it's not Jesus. It's just you don't like people putting a spotlight on you. And so therefore you deflect that spotlight and you kind of minimize it. You're not owning your bigness. And here's the thing. This is very ironic, and I know it's you're going to probably not believe me when I say this, but I swear to you, it is the truth. I was just talking to my mom about this the other day. I said, you know, it seemed like a much bigger deal when I got 100,000 subscribers on YouTube than now when I have three quarters of a million subscribers on YouTube. And I don't know why. And I feel like I have not attained or arrived at a number respectable enough to do brand deals and collabs and, you know, start really leveling up the people that I want to bring on to the channel, etc. Because I don't feel like I have the right to because I don't feel big enough. But I have people on a daily basis now telling me how big my channel is and how much influence I do have and how I am a influencer. And I've got people reaching out to me wanting me to rep their stuff and like, you know, like shout out their products and and their services and their companies. And I've got singers wanting me to react to them and expose them and thinking in my head like, well, yeah, but why do you want me? Like, what could I do for you? I'm just Tara. (laughs) But they see me as Tara Simon of Tara Simon Studios, the YouTube influence with nearly a million subscribers. And I truly, guys, am having such a hard time owning my bigness in that. But I will tell you this, I've started to. And as I've started to, as I've started to own what I am and what I have grown into and become, what I'm realizing is as I own that and as I reflect that, I now have been attracting even more amazing opportunities, not just for business, but for relationships, for networking. I've been able to level up the way I help my clients and my singers. And I've really been able to see myself truly as someone who does have the legitimate answers and who can legitimately help people that reach out to me. And it is not only empowering, but it's actually even 
more humbling. <laughs> it's it, it humbles me further on, on a different level. And for that, I'm really astounded because I thought owning my bigness would make me somehow prideful. And that's something I'm very scared of being because I just can't stand a prideful person. Like there's nothing more off-putting for me than someone who's just so puffed up and arrogant and they're just in love with themselves. Like I can't deal. It's like a it's like a stench in the air for me. I've got to run away. And so I'm so I'm so adverse to becoming that. <laughs> um, but what what happened when I started on my bigness was just the opposite. I became more humbled at how good and how blessed my life has been and and how I'm so grateful to be able to influence and help people all over the world by doing exactly what I'm called to do and love to do. So if you are listening to this and you're saying, you know, Tara, if I'm being honest with myself, I am not under-promising and over-delivering, or I kind of fall short at the curiosity of why not me, or maybe you're the person who's having a really hard time owning your bigness, I want to challenge you. If one of those three things are your problem, write it down and journal about why you think that problem exists in your life. I guarantee you, as you write, you're going to find the answer. And I challenge you today, when you pinpoint which one you think you are not executing well, I want to challenge you on a daily basis to remind yourself of who you are. If 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 you are someone who doesn't under-promise and over-deliver, then say that you are. I under-promise and over-deliver on a daily basis to the people around me. The more you say it and speak it into your spirit, the more you will actually become it. And that goes for any of the other principles that I run my life and my business off of. Do these three things and I promise you, you're going to see humongous shifts, not just in maybe a business that you're trying to start, but maybe even in a career, maybe you're an employee, you're going to start seeing huge shifts in the way that you're noticed in your workplace as well. I really hope you guys enjoyed today's show. To become an official Terabyte, head over to Tara Simon Studios on YouTube and click the subscribe button. And don't forget to take a peek at the links and resources left just for you in the show notes of this podcast. And most importantly, spread faith, not fear, love, not germs, be a blessing in a stranger's life because that is how we change the world. I love you guys. I am so proud of you and I'll see you on the next one. Yeah.